Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is the Thursday after Holy Trinity. Now that we've entered the season after Pentecost, which is also called Ordinary Time, our Gospel readings each week uh, place us alongside Jesus, along with the disciples, to witness all that Jesus says and does. This week we're doing things a little bit differently. We're just using one Bible reading uh, and uh, for each and every day. We return to that reading every day for a new reflection. It's the Gospel reading assigned for the coming Sunday. Today we're going to read the story again, uh, this time to get an understanding for what is at stake for this man that Jesus has had mercy on. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke, chapter 8, verse 26. Then Jesus and the disciples arrived at the region of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on shore, a man from the city who had demons, met him. For a long time he had not worn any clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the wilderness. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd stampeded down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man whom the demons had gone, from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, 
clothed and in his right mind, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then the whole throng of people of the surrounding region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. There's a lot at stake in this confrontation between Jesus and this man, actually, between Jesus and this man's demons. For the man whose story we are trying to imagine and shape this week, however, it is a struggle that involves him deeply, but one in which he has no real power. The demons have power over him. They've driven him out of the village into kind of an exile among the tombs where he stands naked. He's broken free of shackles and chains and now is running wild. But Jesus is casting those demons out of him to set him free. Meanwhile, the demons are begging Jesus not to send them back into the abyss. When the demons leave, the man will have his own life back again. His exile to the tombs will be over, we would think. And he'll be able to live by his own power. He will be human again, free to live in relationship with God. In this way, the man is really no different from the rest of this world and its people, including us. See, unless Jesus sets us free, we will never be free. And unless Jesus forgives us of our sins, our exile will never come to an end. We'll always be under these powers. And unless Jesus cleanses us and reconciles us to God, we will never know what it truly means for us to be created in the image of God, to be children of God, to be heirs of this kingdom, this world and creation that God has created or to live in a close fellowship with God. So everything in this man's life, just as everything in our life, depends on Jesus, on Jesus' great love for this man that's able to see the demons, to cast them out, and see the man and love him. Everything in this man's life depends on Jesus. This is the man that no one could love and everyone fears. But Jesus sees him and sets him free. Yet, as we see and hear from the people of the city, this new freedom is sometimes scary too. Change, even a life-giving change that Jesus brings about, is scary and new. And there will be all kinds of risks for this man if and when he returns to his family, to his home, to the city. Will he be accepted? Will he be trusted? Will he be welcomed? The answer we find at the end of the story might be surprising, yet nevertheless he is accepted, loved, and welcomed by Jesus. So what more do we need? So as we think of our own stories, of all that God has done for us, we start to understand and to see how high the stakes really are for us too. Jesus had not acted for us. Things would have been quite different. We'd still be under the powers of this world, those forces that rebel against God. If 
If Jesus had not loved us and called us through this gospel, we might be lost forever. But in fact, Christ Jesus did die for us and rose again, and that has made all the difference. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set you free, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of this, your good creation, for the new creation in Christ, for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness, be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, 
Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.